Visionary womenpreneurs are changing the world through the impact of their businesses, businesses that impact their communities, their region, and the world. Here at Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, we are honored to bring these women together to tell you about their vision, their impact, how they overcame the challenges that they faced, and how they made it happen for their business. Join me in welcoming all of the guests that we bring here so that we can continue to change the world. Today, I'm thrilled to have Bree Noble joining us to talk about women of substance. Bree quit her corporate job as a director of finance at a US top 15 opera company to pursue, pursue music herself. She had a successful seven-year run as a touring singer-songwriter. In 2007, during her time as a touring musician, she founded an online radio station, now a podcast, called Women of Substance Radio to promote quality female artists in all genres. In 2015, Brie launched a second podcast, The Female Entrepreneur Musician, to help female musicians confidently promote their music and find their 1,000 true fans. Drawing on her extensive experience as a musician and entrepreneur, Brie offers an online academy and mentoring community exclusively for female musicians called the Female Musician Academy and her Rock Your Next Release course. I want to welcome Brie to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Bree, I am so excited to have you here today on Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, of course. I'm super excited. I think you are the first woman musician that I've had on the show. Or... Ooh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it's exciting. Um, and I know that you work with women musicians and um, music is such a powerful way of connecting people and has been part of changing the world forever, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, I'm very much into music that you know has a message, has a, a purpose behind it. And it's not just, you know, kind of fluffy music. So, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit with my platform, but that's like a big thing for me. I don't want just fluffy music that doesn't have any substance to it. Definitely. So <clears throat> I want to start off just talking a little bit about how you got started working with fem female um, musicians, entrepreneurs, and your platform, Women of Substance. So like, where did the idea come from? How did you get it started? Well, I am a musician myself, as you said, and I um, was, you know, and I love, I'm a huge music lover, right? And so with the Women of Substance, the way it kind of came about is it was very much like a hobby and an interest to me. I loved making mixtapes when I was growing up. You know, I grew up in the 80s, so I'm going to give myself away age-wise, but um, very into like making mixtapes of just different genres. And like, I love the idea of just putting songs together that were just really good. They didn't have to be a particular genre. And everybody loved, whenever we went on road trips, people were like, play Breeze mixtapes, you know? So, and I just love doing it. 
And um, fast forward to, so I was a musician and I graduated from college and got a, I also had a business degree. So I started working for an opera company and I actually started Women of Substance as a way to listen to the music that I liked at work. So it was back in the day where there, you know, there was no iPods or anything, MP3 players or anything. This is like early 2000s. And I just wanted to have a way to kind of beam a playlist of all the music that I liked so I could listen to it at work. And I'm like, the internet can make this possible. So I discovered Live 365 radio way back then. And you could set up a radio station for, for free. So I just set up, I was like, I love music by female artists. That was kind of the Lilith Fair era. And I was really into all of that music. And um, I just thought, well, I'm going to set up a radio station that plays all the music that I like. And I was into like looking into independent artists and finding artists that lots of people didn't know about. And so I created this station and it just came to me that I should call it Women of Substance. Like I it, it didn't think hard about it just like it's important to me that music has substance whether it's the message behind it or the lyrics or it's a just a really high quality performance um to me that was substance and so like i said i wasn't interested in like party music or fluffy pop like just sugar pop kind of music and so i created that and i just made it to listen to it work and a few years later, they started charging to have a platform on Life 365, and I was still working. And so I was like, ah, you know, I, I can't really afford to do this just to listen to music at work. But I had noticed that people were getting on the bandwagon, like they were subscribing to it and listening to it. And so I didn't end up paying to keep it going at that point, um, but they just left it on the platform. Like whatever was there just stayed there. I just couldn't... Um, really listen to it. No one could listen to it. So it just kind of sat there for a few years. And once when I was working at the opera and I had executed an exit for myself because I was having kids, but I still worked there part-time. And um, I was touring as a musician and I was meeting all these other amazing female artists. And I just really got motivated to start doing this again because I saw so many great female artists and wondered why I didn't hear any of them on the radio or Sirius XM or, you know, any place that I could find them. And so I thought, I want to build this platform to really lift them up. And so I was like, oh yeah, I have this station. I wonder if I could revive it. And so I went in there and it, it turns out it was going to cost me, I can't remember, a hundred dollars a month or something to run it. And so I figured out a way to be able to break even by accepting submissions from independent artists and charging them a, a small amount for me to listen to their music and decide whether it was a good fit. And I managed to be able to break even so I could start this station on the side kind of as a hobby. And then over the years, it just grew and grew and grew, but that's kind of the origin story of it. Well, that's <clears throat> pretty cool. And so I used to, like we'll reveal age and stuff. I used to go to the women, the Michigan Women's Music Festival, which was a lot of women of substance playing there as well. So <laughs> I've, I've never been to Lilith Fair, but um, it's such an important thing to give women 
a voice. And so it seems like you do that in a couple of ways. One, you have a platform where women can submit their music to be played and the rest of us can benefit from that and getting their, their voice out there. But you also work with women entrepreneurs, musicians to succeed as musicians, which is so important as well. So talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, that was totally, again, like an organic growth out of what I was doing with Women of Substance. I was smart enough to build up an email list of all of these artists that I was working with so I could communicate with them and say, hey, you know, your song's on the radio, you know, tell your people to turn in here, tune in, here's the link. And, you know, and I would give them opportunities. I was doing showcases and things. So I had all these artists that I was already in communication with and they were coming to me with lots of questions like, you know, I just put out my album, how can I promote it? Or, you know, they would ask me like questions about copyright or licensing or things like that. And I'm like, these people have amazing music, but they really don't have any knowledge about how to promote themselves. And a lot of them would come to me and tell me stories about being scammed by people in the industry. And it was really painful, you know? And so I'm like, I just want to help these people. And at that time, you know, it was about the time that my youngest daughter was going to kindergarten and I had transitioned the women of substance radio over to a podcast because I could see that that was like the new medium and that online radio really wasn't growing. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I think I could help them. So I started out with a podcast to help musicians and all female, right? I was, I had like an entire list of 3000 female indie artists. So I'm like, why don't I just focus on females? So uh, female, the, the female, um, entrepreneur musician podcast was started in 2015 and pretty soon after that I opened an academy to really you know work with people more on a direct level on with their marketing and a lot of them they just didn't realize that they needed to think like an entrepreneur and they just thought oh I'm just putting my music out there I'm not a business person like but you are in business like you're trying to make money from this at least to be able to break even and make your next album Um, even if you're a hobby artist. So that was kind of how it all started. And it's just grown in the last five. I mean, I'm literally about to hit my one year, I mean, one year, five year anniversary of the Academy, June 1st. And so congratulations. what's happened over the past five years. That's great. I think that um, it's true of so many business owners. They love their craft, whatever it is, whether it's music or massage or being an electrician they love what they do and they go into business for themselves and all of a sudden they realize it's not just doing my thing I have to do all these other things you know and um, at least in my experience working with small business owners you know they all had that like you know I don't like marketing I don't like speaking I don't like you know telling people about myself or my business. And um, that's been the biggest challenge for so many entrepreneurs um, to figure out that being the CEO and putting that CEO hat of their business on and doing it. So um, it's great that you have that focus for musicians because it's definitely, there's a lot of similarities with every other business as far as marketing, but it's also, a specific niche that 
has some specifics to it in how yeah, you market I music. I find there's two big differences between, you know, cause I also coach entrepreneurs and like course creators and membership site creators. And the big differences with musicians, there's really two of them. One of them is on the musician's end in that they, they're, they're, you know, this is their art, right? This is like a piece of them <laughs> that they're putting out there. So it's even more stressful when they're promoting themselves or promoting their, their music. And I, you know, I try to help them separate that. Like you're promoting your song, this creation, this piece of art that you put out into the world. It's not promoting you necessarily, but they feel so tied to it and they feel so raw about it that it's hard to put themselves out there, especially if, you know, if there's like internet trolls and they get occasional negative comments and stuff, it's like someone stabbed them in the heart. So, you know, that's one of the things that I really try to, to help them with. Um, and the other thing that's different is that musicians do not solve a problem. I mean, they do in that they, they entertain people, but you know, in business, since you work with business people, you know that we're always helping them understand what problem they're solving for their customer and you know how they can explain how they solve their problem and and all that stuff but musicians they don't they don't really solve a problem they people don't know that they are out there looking for you know this particular music until they find it so it's it's a little bit of a different approach of more kind of going after the, you know, if you like this artist, then you'll probably like my music kind of thing, or hooking them in with a personal story that relates to the music. And if you watch things like The Voice or American Idol, they're always putting the personal stories in there because that's really what draws us in. And it makes us look, you know, even differently at the way that they perform because you feel like you know the person. So um, those are just kind of the different big differences that I see between working with musicians and entrepreneurs, but a lot of the rest is the same. Yep. I saw on your, you've got a couple of websites because you have the um, female musician, the musician. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you'd pronounce that. Um, I say femme musician. But femme yeah, musician. Okay. Musician. Yeah. Um, and you've got the uh, special report on there for female musicians on 15 income streams, which looks great. So I would encourage people to, um, to pick that up. And then the Women of Substance Radio, you have musicians have the ability to submit music to be on your platform. Is that? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of covering you're helping them promote their music on your platform and you have an opportunity for them to learn how to be successful as an entrepreneur as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's important to have both because I can give them the platform, but if they don't really know how to amplify their appearance on women of substance, it can come and go and not really make a, a big blip on the radar, you know, we've got a certain set of, you know, thousands of listeners, but if you don't really take advantage of that placement or any placement that you have as an artist, you know, you need to, to really learn how to get the word out to your people, get them sharing it, um, just even let them know that you're out there doing stuff um, versus just relying only on the platform to do all the promotion for you. If you kind of work together in a synergy, then it can really like, 
exponentially magnify your, you know, for example, this podcast, right? I wouldn't just not promote it and just assume you're going to do all the promotion. Like it's my job to also promote this and show people that this is a valuable piece of content and come check it out. And it's the same thing with musicians. I, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree. I don't think everybody gets that, that when, when you're a guest, you have that responsibility to promote it and share it as well and say, Hey, look, I would, you know, it's a great opportunity really um, at, in that guest position on your platform or on any podcast to kind of celebrate and raise the flag and say, Hey, look over here. I was on, I was a guest. And yeah, totally. And, and we, you know, we do play music on the women of substance podcast, but you know, I grew up listening to like Casey Kasem's top 40 and and I always love learning a little bit about the artist. And so we do say something about each artist. We don't just say like, here's this this song by this artist. We tell a little something about them, where they're from, you know, a little of their background, just like a little 20 second intro. And I feel like that's really important because I, I, it just helps me really like hone in on when I listen to them, like, oh, you know, they're from South Dakota. I'm curious what their song sounds like, you know, or they won this award or they've shared the stage with this person. Definitely. I know for my, my daughters, I have teenage daughters. They can listen to a song one time and they know all the words and they're totally connected. I never could do that ever. Even when I was a teenager, I couldn't do that. But so to have a little bit more information about somebody helps me in connecting to that musician for sure definitely so women of substance what does that mean like what do you mean by women of substance if people were thinking about should i be listening to this yeah what i mean is that it is it is high quality and it is um substance is just like it it actually has value <laughs> Um, whether it is the lyrical content, like amazing lyrics that will stick with you, it is just really great performance, you know, amazing instrumental players or awesome vocals, um, or it is like the message of the song. We definitely, we have a few um, like themed themed kind of series that we do throughout the year. And the biggest, most popular one we do is called a music with a conscience. And it's all songs that are about, you know, particular social justice issues. Um, everything from like violence and racism and, uh, abuse. And, you know, it's a pretty heavy series, but it's amazing. And so that was kind of what I founded it on originally, but I expanded it into just, any really excellent piece of content because to me there is definitely somewhere in my life for like a really perfect pop song like just a really well done pop song with an amazing vocal that I it can be aspirational to me what I don't like is like these like auto-tuned 
you know, every song sounds the same kind of songs that I hear a lot of times on, you know, on my daughter's playlist. <laughs> and so those are not the kinds of songs that we like to play. I need to hear something that really makes it stand out. Definitely. And how old are your daughters? How old's your daughter? Are you? I have a 17 year old daughter and 11 year old daughter. Okay. So I, yeah, I have a 16 and an 18 year old. So, mm -hmm. and they have very different playlists, very right. different playlists. <laughs> um, so I know that like, I think of music and the type of music that you're talking about for women of substance as having the power to really move people and impact people. And so I wonder what your experience with like that is, and is that part of the kind of vision of women of substance that you, you move people? Absolutely. It, was, it has always been the vision. And that's why I think, I mean, other than like holiday music, I think music with a conscience has been our longest running series because it was just so, everyone just loved it. It was so impactful and and the songs are just, or like we have a Mother's Day series and the songs are just so touching and moving. Um, but when I feel like we need to do something like that, like the, when the Me Too movement was really, really hot and going on and in the news, I did a, a Me Too series of about two weeks and they were just, wow. I mean, some seriously powerful songs, um, people really just pouring their heart out about things that happened to them. <laughs> you know, that was just, oh, it's, it's painful to listen to, but it's also important to know that these are experiences people are having. Definitely. And I think, you know, historically, there's been songs that become associated with a whole movement and um, kind of like the anthem of that, that movement that as soon as you start hearing that song, it brings you kind of back to that, to that. Oh yeah. I mean, like, for example, we did have, um, we haven't done this for a while, but we did have a September 11th, um, like tribute show every year on September 11th for probably the first 10 years. And there's some amazing songs that just bring you right back. There's one that I played that actually was by an independent artist, but it actually did really get popular during the time of September 11th, it was written about the um, one of the people that was on the flight that crashed and, and like a cell phone call to his wife and stuff. And I certainly think, you know, there are certain songs that really take me back to September 11th or to the Gulf War or whatever it was that was going on that just really encapsulate that time. Definitely. I think, well, we can all think of you hear a song that takes you back to a moment in your own life, you know, and it, like, as soon as you hear it, you're like back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, so then movement songs can certainly bring you back there as well. I know that um, I sang in the junior high school talent show off key. And whenever I hear that song on the radio to this day, it takes me right back to that terrible performance of mine, <laughs> my only musical solo performance ever <laughs> for that reason. But, um, so it can bring you back to bad places. <laughs> right. 
Um, so what are the best ways for um, people to get in touch with you or to listen to Women of Substance Radio? Yeah, so Women of Substance Radio is, it is a podcast that comes out three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can go to wosradio.com and there's lots of different ways to listen. You can even like, you can just say like, Alexa, play Women of Substance Radio. I hope it doesn't activate it because there is an Alexa in this room. Um, <laughs> but you, you can do that and, and she will find it on whatever service is. I know my, um, the pod podcast manager for Women of Substance, she has a Google Home and it works for her too. So you can do that. You can go to, um, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and it will be there. The only thing you cannot, only place you can't find it is Spotify because they've decided that we're too competitive to their playlist. So they decided they, they won't have music podcasts for whatever reason. But, um, and if you're an artist and you've got radio ready music that you want to submit, just go to wosradio.com and there, right across the top is a little button you can click on to find out how to do that. Very cool. So wosradio.com. Mm -hmm. And then if women want your information on how to succeed as a female musician, where do they go for that information? You can go to femmusician.com, which is F as in female, E as an entrepreneur, musician.com. And like she said, there's that 15 sources of income on the front screen there. It's specifically for this time period as we are not able to do live gigs at this moment. So um, there's a lot of really great strategies of things that you can do online as a musician. Um, and then also come join our free group on Facebook. We have a free group of almost 4,000 female independent artists. It's called the Female Indi Indie Music Community on Facebook. Okay. And we'll include those links in the show notes as well. So Let's just talk about those different streams of income for just a couple minutes. Like what are some of the really successful things that you're seeing? Because you can't do live. I've seen some incredible things online um, that people are doing. And I mean, so I'm so impressed with how creative people are in putting things together virtually, um, musically or dance or, you know, different performance art. So what are some of your favorites? Well, definitely, like you said, the live streaming. I mean, you can do, um, you can do like a, a tip jar kind of situation if you do it on Facebook or YouTube, um, but you can also have private concerts online. And a lot of people are having success with that doing, you know, maybe a private concert for someone's birthday where you're just doing it directly into their home. That's kind of cool. Um, like beaming it right into their, onto their TV or, um, people that used to hire them for gigs, like, um, like senior centers and stuff where they can't come in at the moment. They're recording like a special performance for them and like with costumes and everything, you know, people are getting really creative and fun with that um and other things are you know learning to to teach online like a lot of musicians were in-person voice teachers and it is possible to do it online and it is actually going to increase your ability to offer it to more people even once we're able to be in person again because you're, you've gotten used to this technology and and made it available you're not 
hampered by people being local in order for you to teach them. So that's one of them. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can teach online as well, like coaching or creating like a little mini course about something that you know how to do as a musician, like recording from home and recording from home is another big one. A lot of people, you can get a home studio now for less than a thousand dollars. Everything that you need to create amazing sounding music from home. So a lot of people are, are doing like session work from home. I actually do it on occasion and it's just fun to be able to, to be able to contribute to other people's projects and get paid for it. Yeah, definitely. I know that um, <clears throat> my nephews are musicians and they've converted a bedroom in one of their condos into a studio and soundproofed it and I and everything, I guess. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but you know, so there, I think that many businesses are going to benefit from kind of this expansion of their perception of who their client can be or how yeah. they can do business now that they've moved online and they see that, like you said, you can do lessons virtually and all of a sudden your client base is global. Your potential client base can, you know, can come from anywhere. So um, it's pretty cool to, to really see cool. that, you know, and so there are some positive things that come out of all of us being at home. And I think it's pushed people to go outside of their comfort zone. People in my community who have been saying for years that they were going to do a live stream and they just never did. And now it's like, well, now this is the only thing I can do. So I'm going <laughs> to get my button gear and do it. <laughs> yep, definitely. And people that have been scared of the technology, um, I know we share the house with my mom who's 87 and she's on Zoom more than the rest of us are combined. <laughs> and she's That's funny. meeting with people all over and um, staying really connected with people. So it's pretty cool to, to see. And so there's all sorts of new technology that's emerging as well and platforms that are making new things available to people. Yeah. Okay. So just so we remind people, they can um, be in touch with Bree through w Women of Substance Radio. That's wsradio.com and or femmusician.com if they're interested in um, learning more about being successful as a female musician. Anything else that we haven't covered or that you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, I mean, if, if you're a musician, I just think now more than ever, it's important to be part of a community, which, well, which is why I mentioned the, our free community, because, you know, we are so, you know, isolated at the moment. And, and I find that musicians tend to be isolated in general because they have a lot of people around them that don't understand what they're doing. Like you just said, like, you don't know what your nephews are doing. It sounds cool um, that they're having a studio in their condo, but you don't really understand it. And that's the case with a lot of musicians. They like, their family's like, I want to be supported, but I don't understand what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I want you to be successful and I don't want you to, you know, just have this pipe dream or whatever. And so a lot of musicians don't have support or people around them that get what they're doing and why that's their deep passion and they can't just not, can't not do it. 
So I would get in some kind of a community and you know, right now, since we can't be in big groups of people, online communities are a great option. Definitely. So check the show notes here so that you can join that Facebook community and be part of that community as well. Well, Priya, I want to thank you for being with me today. It's so fun to meet you and hear about the work that you're doing. And I'm definitely going to be listening to Women of Substance Radio now. Awesome. Thank you. And I love that, you know, you have this platform to elevate women. And I just, anytime that women can be elevated, I'm, I'm behind it. And it's not about like, we're better than men or we're, you know, it's, and I, and I just want to, I create this platform because I want to showcase women and not that I want us to be separate. You know what I mean? And I think you understand yep. that because you're in the same position. It's not like we don't want to be in the same world as them. We do, but sometimes we just need a special place to be showcased so people take notice. And then, you know, I would love it if I turned on Sirius XM and half of what I heard was women. And I believe someday it's going to be that. I think it has gotten better. Yeah. Hope that my, you know, what I've done over the past 13 years has helped. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you being here and look forward to listening to Women of Substance Radio. Thank you. Have you picked up the Visionary Womenpreneurs Field Guide yet? It's filled with information to help you build a marketing system that becomes predictable and reliable for growing your business. Pick up the field guide today at visionarywomenpreneurs.com. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary womanpreneur. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Womenpreneurs, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.